Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Lidl has gone from a minor presence 15 years ago in Ireland to one of the biggest retailers here. In fact, the fourth biggest retailer here. Now the German supermarket says it's investing, it's invested a landmark 1 billion euro into Irish farming and food production. But can it keep up the rapid pace of expansion amid fierce competition from other local grocers? JD Scally is the chief executive of Lidl Ireland and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, JD. Morning, Joe. JP. Sorry, getting mixed up with our our sports correspondent. Um, JP, what exactly um, has this one billion euro been spent on? Farm produce, kit technology for food production? So this one billion uh, euro investment that we made in 2022 in the Irish agri-food industry is purely on Irish produce, Irish food and drink produce. And of that one billion that we sourced, 682 million euros worth of that was kept in Ireland Mm. for sale to our Irish consumers. And a further 318 million euros worth of it was exported to Lidl stores right across the globe. So it's a mixture of uh, meat, fish products, uh, alcohol products, uh, everything ranging from um, from meat right through to to uh, to treats uh, and through to alcohol. So a real a real mix, and from right across the country as well, uh, coming from suppliers from Donegal right down as far as Cork. Um, and so are you investing in farmers or you, the, the, the equipment that they need to, to improve? Is it for green technology? What kind of stuff is it for? So this is the, the money that we have paid to our supply base in yeah. Ireland, that 1 billion euro. And they're then investing that into their businesses. So mm-hmm. there's a total of over 400 suppliers that we now work with across the Republic of Ireland. Uh, a significant increase over the last number of years. Yeah. And they range from some very large producers, some of the best known uh, Irish producers, right down to quite small companies. So um, we launched our Kickstart programme uh, in 2017, just uh, seven years ago, which is aimed at giving small Irish producers uh, an opportunity to get onto our shelves. And since we've which launched is, Which that, is vital for them. They have to get on the big supermarkets. Shelves, a- absolutely. So with 176 stores in Ireland, it can be daunting for some suppliers to get a listing with a retailer such as ourselves. 176. Now, I mentioned 15 years ago, you had a minor presence. I don't know how many stores you had 15 years ago, but the expansion has been phenomenal. Are you surprised at the speed at which Irish consumers have adopted uh, you and that other German uh, retailer that we won't speak about? I won't say we're surprised because we we have always been convinced by the quality of the offering and most importantly the value that we have offered in the market. And if you look back were to... Were Irish consumers overcharged 15 years ago? Certainly there's been a significant reduction in what the consumer is paying since we entered the market 20 mm. years ago. So that's come about by the value for money that we offer, the efficiency that we have within our uh, business model, uh, but also the switch to private labels. So if you look at when we entered the market back in, in 2020, there was less than 5% of the produce that was bought by Irish consumers was own brand or private label produce. Now, 20 years on, uh, over half of what the Irish consumer is purchasing is private label. Uh, That's interesting. It means that the loyalty that they did have maybe two decades ago has been diluted and and they just go for... the, the brand, whatever it's called, based on how it tastes, I presume. Absolutely. There's a realisation that there's there's value for money to be had by switching to private label, that the quality is just the same, or in some cases even superior, by switching to a private label product. And that's taken time, of course, for the Irish consumer to adapt to, but over the course of 20 years, that's grown steadily and brought us to our current uh, footprint and our current market share in Ireland. And we do see plenty of room for growth in that, especially in the current climate, where people are squeezed uh, with the, the rate of inflation. There is potential for customers to save up to €3,000 a year still by switching to Lidl or by switching to private label produce in particular. Um, 
you, you mentioned the financial crisis and how that has been a boon for your business. Um, has the energy shock been a boon for your business? And has uh, the lockdown, have they been a boon for your business as well? Absolutely. It's been a, a roller coaster uh, three years at this stage or four years from Brexit through to uh, the coronavirus, through to uh, inflation and the war in Ukraine and, and the many challenges that has brought for business, but also for our consumers. And as you say, most recently, the, the shock of the energy crisis, people are feeling that and seeing that in their energy bills. But of course, it's having a knock on impact on the food that they purchase as well, because a huge portion of the food cost is actually made up of energy. And how, uh, what sort of products are they buying less of, have you noticed, over the last six months when this energy shock has really kicked in? And what are they buying more of? It's probably not so much the products they're buying more or less of, but it's a switch in uh, from brand to private label in particular that we're seeing. Mm. So we're seeing exceptional growth in our business overall, but particularly people switching away from the small number of brands that we do sell through to the private label produce. And as I say, in some cases, that can be a saving of up to 40-50% for the consumer just by making that switch, potentially the exact same product uh, in a private label that is uh, significantly cheaper than what they were used to paying for the brand. So that's the biggest change that we've seen. People are, are buying less alcohol in volume, uh, but that's down to the minimum unit pricing, which was brought oh, so in last year So that has well. had an impact, the minimum unit pricing? It, it has. Uh, people are spending roughly the same amount on alcohol, but of course they're getting less bang for their buck because of the minimum unit price that's been which introduced. Which I think the health campaigners would say is, is a result. Yes. Um, Though, of course, you would get the consumer groups saying that that money goes straight into the back pockets of the supermarkets, including Lidl. Mm. And that's an opportunity for us then to invest in promotions elsewhere in the store. So people will be familiar with our Super Saver promotions on on fresh meat, on on, uh, fruit and veg weekly. And those promotions we subsidise ourselves through uh, things like, as you say, the minimum unit pricing on alcohol, which has benefited us. Uh, you have a presence um, uh, on both sides of the border on the island. Um, a lot of people compare the prices that they pay in Northern Ireland for the same produce that might have come from Germany, might not have come from Germany, uh, from what they pay in south of the border. And we're always paying more here. To a certain extent, uh, yes, although that has has changed dramatically probably in the last couple of years, particularly since Brexit and in the last year in particular, the rate of inflation in the grocery sector in the UK overall has been much higher than it's been in Ireland. So that's probably brought the pricing somewhat closer together. Uh, having said that, there is a, a difference in the cost of labour north and south of the border or between the UK and Ireland. And that, of course, has a knock-on effect on food price as well. A notable cost of, of, of wages? I, I, would they be 20% cheaper, the wages? There, there? There's roughly a 20 to 25% difference, yeah. And insurance costs are higher here as well, is that right? Yes, there will be uh, higher insurance costs, higher higher costs across the board. Uh, but uh, as I say, the, the rate of inflation in the UK has been significantly higher in the past year, which is bringing which those is prices closer things together. A bit more. And I presume you're lobbying to the Minister for Finance and to other bodies to make sure that these insurance costs come down so that you don't have to pay as much public liability premiums. Uh, I'm not, and, and our business isn't. We're very much focused on our own business, on focusing on our consumers, and we leave the lobbying, lobbying to others, but uh, certainly we'd welcome any reduction in insurance premiums. I presume there's a terminal number of stores that Lidl could sustain in Ireland. You're at 176 now, and that's up from a negligible amount 15 years ago. I presume you have a mental number in mind beyond which it's not profitable to continue to open. Mm. Well, we certainly have more expansion to do. Just last year, we announced uh, a further 550 million euro investment in our store network and logistics network in Ireland over a period of three years. So that Mm -hmm. commenced last year, continues through this year and will continue into next year. 
we do see room for roughly another 50 stores across uh, the island. We have a number in build at the moment. Mm-hmm. We have store openings coming up uh, in Limerick and in, in Bettystown uh, later this year. Mm-hmm. We've many more stores that we're revamping over the course of this year as well. And uh, we've many more that are in the planning phase as well. So hopefully over the next number of years, we will continue with an expansion rate, um, bringing us to about 50 additional stores over the next number of years. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. That's JP Scally, the Chief Executive of Lidl Ireland. Uh- Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.